The message you're about to listen to is of Oikea Christian Centre. Remain blessed as you listen. And there is something also, somebody is afraid that something will get worse. You know, I don't know what it is, but it is the fear that it is going to get worse. That, is, that the Lord put in my heart and that person is here right now. Praise the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you do not have to fear. I rebuke the fear. In this conference, God has given you a miracle. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is also an infection that has been healed. This is a lady. It's healed in the name of Jesus. And there is an issue, okay? Maybe the person is here or the person is following online, but this is a concern. And this has to do with male child. Okay? This has to do with what? With male child. Hallelujah. Alright? This has to do with male child. It is done. See, it does not matter if there is already a pregnancy and they say it's still a female. It, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. If you believe me to be of God, and you believe what I've said to God. See, the situation of grand is not my issue. What I have heard, that's my concern. That's what I believe. Hallelujah. Okay? My pastor, first child, second child, you know, they were, they were trying to get three children. First child, a boy, second child, a boy. Then my pastor says, only three, and the wife was pregnant, seven months, going to eight months, and it was still a boy. You know, all kinds of scans. My pastor has come to the pulpit and said, you may be seated. All right? Thank you, Jesus. All right? My pastor has come to the pulpit and said, it's only what? Three children. Are we following? All right? So, uh, seven to eight months, it was still a boy. And then my pastor's wife will constantly come to the church, you know, when she has opportunity heavily pregnant, I would publicly tell the man of God that we are not ending there, praise the Lord Jesus, until I have a girl, praise the Lord Jesus, publicly, because the man was also saying it publicly, so it was retaliation. So the woman carrying pregnancy, a girl throughout seven to eight months, all scan showed the girl, and that day, I didn't know I was just going home, and I just decided to pay them a visit. So I climbed the stairs, all right? And then I saw her. And then I said, heavily pregnant. And I said, our mama. And then she said, have you heard? I said, heard what? They said, the pregnancy I'm carrying is a boy again. And then I said, who said so? And then she said, ah, can't. So you've got me hearing. And then I didn't know what happened. Immediately she said that. I was just at the door, just getting into the house. And she was just you know, coming out from somewhere. I didn't know what happened to me. I still can't explain it today. Maybe I'll be able to explain it tomorrow. All right? All of a sudden, when she said that, I took three steps backward. I can't explain it. I don't know why. Then something else happened. My right hand went up and hit the center of my head. You know Abija. You know Abija Wara. <laughs> Hallelujah. My hand went up, hit the center of my head three times. I can't explain it. That was in me. That was the influence of the spirit. I will not do that. Praise the Lord Jesus. Especially when I know that there is a Bijawara. Praise the Lord. All right? 
So I hit my head three times, having taken three steps backward. And then my right hand stretched towards her. And then I said, by this, you will know that God has called me. The baby in your womb is a girl, and the name is Deborah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> then she crossed over to eight months. Praise the Lord Jesus. All right? And then the rant scan, praise the Lord Jesus, it was, it was still a boy. And then we had a program. All right? And then my pastor invited the pastor from Worry, let us say. And then the man was ministering and everywhere was scattering. And then she, he stood before my pastor's wife, spoke in tongues, and said, hmm, that I see, praise the Lord Jesus, <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are carrying a boy. You are going to give birth, praise the Lord Jesus, to a boy. Of course, Sky already showed a boy. All right? So, praise the Lord Jesus. <laughs> I, I was on my own. <laughs> and then everybody looked towards me. <laughs> because every time, every time I'm ministering, every time I'll be ministering in the church, I will stand before my pastor's wife, heavily pregnant. This is eight to go into nine months. And I will say, Mommy Deborah. And then she will just laugh. <laughs> Amen to God. And then when the pastor said that, you know, and everybody looked towards my direction, I just looked up and I said, He's a faithful God. <laughs> Amen to God. At the end of the service, some guys came to me and said, Pastor, we, you know, we know you are graced. You know, we have seen miracles. You know, we know all of that. But, but you see, you see, according to what we heard, you know, you were not ministering. You know, if you were in church ministry now, but you, you just went to visit. <laughs> you see, but, but this pastor here, you know, was under an anointing. And then I looked at them and I said, if I have spoken of God, for he has spoken of God, time with her. Abi, time with her. Don't forget, everything was on the pastor's side. Huh? The only person on my side was myself. No, it was even myself. <laughs> Amen to God. Well, to cut a long story short, the day came for my for my pastor's wife to go give birth, and the way she brought forth. Praise the Lord. And she was eager. Then she asked the nurses, hey, excuse me, please. What did I give back to? The nurses said, ah, why are you so eager? He said, because there are, there, there are two prophets. Praise the Lord. He said, there are two prophets clashing. Both of them saying it is the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And then, amen to God. Praise the Lord. And then, amen. And, and then the nurse said to her, he said, why? You give back to the baby girl. Hey, Glory hey, to God. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. I said hallelujah. Hey. In fact, there is even another side of the story. You know, I said the name will be Deborah. So the day of the naming ceremony, ministers were everywhere. You know? And then when they distributed, first of all, when they distributed the, the name, you know, they wrote it and distributed to everybody, there was no Deborah. Hallelujah. There was no Deborah. About one to six, six names. You know, you know Yoruba, Yoruba give me a lot of names. Praise the Lord Jesus. My kids have plenty of names. <laughs> they will call Uncle Oya, come and give name. Have you said your name? Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. See, that male child issue is sorted. That concern. Now, Female children are good, but this is this person's concern. You understand what I'm saying? 
All right? It is sorted. Glory be to God. Are we following this? So, the day of the naming ceremony, they invited the pastor to come and name the child. The pastor started sweating. As in, the people pastor. They gave him the name. You know, they were just having all activities, waiting for him to come and minister and give the name. The pastor was just sweating. As in, he was sweating. Peter, I couldn't take the sweating anymore. So, he called my pastor. I said, are you sure these are the names of the, of the child? Pastor was shocked. Then the next thing he called the whatever back and wrote the Gura. <laughs> and when they gave it to the pastor, ah! Ah! That the Spirit of God told me the name of this child is not here. Amen to God. Meanwhile, when the, when the name was not there, I went to the back, called the minister, and I said, You want to see another miracle? I said, This is the first time you will see a baby reject name. I said, I am telling you this so when it happens, you will know I said so. I called him to the back. I said, but you will hear why they are named when the baby, this name, the baby will talk. And say, no. These are not my names. Said, Have you seen it before? He said, no. You will see one today. I said, the reason I'm telling you is so you will know I said so. Hey, go and sit down. So we sat down. <laughs> and we were waiting. So, so when the man of God said, went to my pastor, they changed the name. The guy looked back at me and I looked back at him. And I said, these people, they would have seen America wonder today. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. I'm saying this to steer that person's feet. See, it does not matter what it is. I am you will find it as I have said. Hallelujah. Hey. Huh? Huh? A woman came to our church from Adbaru, one town there. First, a, a girl. She was just giving back to girls. And then she became so frustrated. You know, the family started frustrating her. Get her state. And then she wanted to go and kill herself, throw herself into the river. So according to her, he said, with heavy pregnancy, now she was pregnant again, you know, seven months and all of that. And it was still what? A girl. So they, they were trying to frustrate her. We just leave. They were trying to get the man. This one cannot give us a boy, you know, and all of that. So she became so frustrated. And then she wanted to kill herself. So she went to the river. She was going to drown herself. So according to her, when she got to the bank of the river, she became very tired. You know, that was divine intervention. She became tired. And she walked there. When she got there, went to kill herself. She became tired. So, in her story, she said she started to rest for a while. While she sat down to rest, she was in a vision. And then she saw a man stood before her, I believe he's the angel of the Lord, in the vision, and said, go to worry. You will find a church called God out. He said, ask for my servant. His name is Phillips. He will pray for you, and your problem will be solved. Then, you know, she came to herself. She ran from there, now strengthened, you know. Then, according to her, in her testimony, she says she ran to her friend because she has never been to worry before. So the friend said, I know worry. So he said it was the friend that gave her money to come. So when she got to worry, you know, there's this church that was on our street. And a lot of us will know it's Messy Land. If you know Messy Land, there's this uh, one more, one more, you know. <laughs> he was my neighbor, you know, before they moved to where they are now. So, because the church is so popular in worry, so when you say worry, well, I'm going to a church in worry. So they took her and brought her 
to the streets, you know. So as she was going to the street, because everybody was just going there, you see a lot of crowd. So as she was going, what stopped her was our signboard. She saw God house. The man said, it's God house. So she came around. If I thought she was a beggar, you know, many times that church, after they finish, they will now come to our church and start begging. <laughs> and start begging for money. So, so when, so I thought she was a beggar, so I was at finished service, you know, I, I was attending to people, and then she was putting up her hand, putting up her hand. Oh, I said, this one is looking for money. I can always give you money, now you just wait. So when it was, I said, okay, okay, what can I do for you? I said, sorry, sorry, sir. Are you Phillips? I said, yes. And she told me the story. I just told you now. I said, oh, very good. So I led her to Christ, gave her the gospel. Praise the Lord, led her to Christ. Then I told her, your marriage is healed. And when your time comes to deliver, you will give back to a boy. She was already heavily pregnant, the girl. And then she went, I gave her money to go back. So she went back. She came back when she has given birth with the boy. Wait. He said, immediately she got back to Agbara or Agbaro or somewhere like that. See, the husband came looking for her. The husband fought his own parents, you know, to defend her. That was the first sign. Are you trying to say that when she, when her time came, she went and gave back to a boy. And the other one said, what? You must go back to that church to testify. So she came and testified. Hallelujah to God. It is done. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. So those were the concerns that I picked in the spirit. I just want to get it out of the way because I want to do spirituals. Alright? Praise the Lord Jesus. Galatians chapter 4. Don't forget supernatural ministry. The ministry of Jesus is supernatural. Hallelujah. He's supernatural. In fact, Christianity is supernatural. There is nothing natural about Christianity. The only natural part of Christianity is that supernatural Christianity is a natural man. But we have this treasure in an eighteen vessel that the excellency of the glory of the power might be of God and not of men. That's also to tell you that even what we have within the eighteen vessel is supernatural. So, if what we are putting out is not supernatural, it is not the ministry of Christ. Are we following this? When God became a man, pay attention, he wasn't the natural, okay, experimenting the supernatural in his earthly ministry. Rather, he was the supernatural experimenting the natural. <laughs> we need to understand that. He was God. 100% what? God. Supernatural. He became a man. So for the first time, he was feeling what it was like to be a man. Not, he was not feeling the anointing. <laughs> Jesus was not trying to feel anointing. No, 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 no. He is the anointing. But he felt hunger. Felt sleep. Talk to me. He felt tiredness for the first time. 
He was experimenting what it is like to be a man. Because he was supernatural. When we come into Christ, we are coming to the supernatural. And we follow what I'm saying. The reason it looks like we are natural, trying to experiment the supernatural, is because we are too used to the natural. Can I shock you? <laughs> Until you get what I am telling you today. Not only will you be limited in ministry, you will be frustrated. The absence of the tangible manifestation of the Spirit can frustrate a man. I'm telling you. Can frustrate a man. Well, the supernatural is not what the believer looks for, it is who he is. It is who he is. That's the reason for conferences like this. You see, the way I like the name of this conference, this is the only conference that women are identifying the title as a ministry conference. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because actually in Christ Jesus, there is no male or female. Are you see what I'm saying now? So we are, this ministry, we can have a lady apostle like we have a man apostle. It's not, it's not that because you are a lady, then you have to be handling ladies, you have to be handling children. No! Now, 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 I'm not saying that is not, but if that is the instruction. Are you what I'm saying now? But we can have ladies with the same capacity and office that a man can occupy. It is not in gender, it is in grace. Come on, to me. Huh? It's not in reproductive systems, it is in the spirit. Huh? And the spirit has no gender implication. Talk to me. Has no what? Gender implication. That's why if I when he was referring to the woman in First Peter 3, amen, he said what? Let it not be the outward that done of the plating of the hair, wearing of gold, wearing of costly apparel, but of what? Of, of the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. Eh? He was referring to the woman. Do you see that? Eh? And he was talking about what? The woman being a, being a spirit inside. Come on. Glory be to God forevermore. Huh? Being heirs together of the grace of life. Together. There's no sharing. It is together. Come on. Not share my own. No. It is together. So it is supernatural. So, so the believer is not looking for it. Huh? The believer is looking for the knowledge of it. You understand it. Okay. And the day you come to the understanding, the discipline, the character, and the mastery of the supernatural, glory be to God, you will see the essence of ministry. Galatians 4. And of course, you know, when I talk about supernatural ministry, I'm always talking about, I'm talking about not just healings, deliverance, and all of that. That's secondary. Amen. But I'm also talking about supernatural teaching ministry. There is a supernatural teaching ministry. There is teaching from your head. There is teaching from your spirit. See, it takes the Bible to preach. It takes the spirit to minister. See, 
It is that ministration by the Spirit during teaching that is called supernatural teaching ministry. Come on. He said, does not it do his word burn in our heart? Why he spoke to us along the way and opened to us the scriptures. See, Jesus was opening scriptures and men's heart were burning. It's like when the finger of God was writing the law on the rock. That's why I say, receive the engrafted word. You see, when you receive the word from a supernatural teaching ministry, it, it will be an engraving. I don't know if you have seen the engraving. It's like if there is lesser and you are writing something. As the man is speaking, you are feeling it being written by the finger of the spirit. Eventually, at the end of the day, because he's not just teaching from the Bible, he's also ministering by the spirit. At the end of the day, when you leave, you become the spirit print. Spirit print. That's what saves. When I say save, now it's the context of salvation. That's what deliver men. You know, today we have, we have, we have gone, people have become cerebral. Ministry has become intellectual. That's why you hear people say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, yet they cannot walk in the experience, like he was saying. Grace eh, is inhibition. You see? Somebody took somebody's wife. <laughs> when I start going, you should know the person. Took somebody's wife. And then in the night, God appeared to the person and said, you are a dead man. Because you are taking the wife of a prophet. Are you following this? And then he said, but I have done this in the integrity of my heart. God said, yes. God said, I was the one that withheld you from touching her. That was it. That is grace. I hope you know that is grace. Look at this. Look at this. So it was not the man's effort to not lie with her. It was divine in the bishop, but it was not from the inside of the man. Mm. Now you can imagine that grace was working from outside of a man. A man without the spirit within. Now grace was working from outside of the man and preventing the man from sinning. Yet you see believers who say grace is inside of them. You know what I'm saying? And living and residing and, and domiciling inside of them. And they will describe it with all kinds of Greek and Hebrew. Yet, there is no inhibition. Come on. I am the righteousness of God. Listen, when you hear it from a man who teaches from the Bible, yet minister by the Spirit. A supernatural teaching minister. When you receive it from that man, he said, receive the engrafted. The fingers of the spirit writing on the screen of a man's heart, that is the audience, pay attention, they will go to do. Have you listened to a preaching and you feel like starting to do now, 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 now? As you are hearing me now already, 
Eh? You, there will be a pool. Come on, talk to me. Hallelujah to God. So, supernatural world, ministry. So, the believer is not looking for a supernatural ministry. Because you know, every believer is called to ministry. You know, salvation is a call to ministry. Have you seen what I'm saying now? You know what, what we call what we call call to ministry. You know, you know, you know, you know. While I was in school, you know, and the Lord called me. You know what we call that calling? <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Is the discernment, okay, of your role in the call you have always had by salvation. Are you following what I'm saying? Salvation is a call to ministry. So he said, perfecting the saints that is deceived for the work of what? Ministry. You are not perfecting them to receive ministry. You are not even perfecting them for ministry. Come on. There's a difference between ministry and the work of ministry. You know, so people are in ministry, but they've not done the work of ministry. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So the believer is not looking for it. The believer is looking for the knowledge of it. Now pay attention. In looking for the knowledge of it, God has designed a system of tutelage. And that's why we have a conference like this. Galatians 4. The air, this I say then, the air, as long as he is what? He is a child. Different nothing from a servant. Though he be the Lord of all. Verse 2. But he's under tutors and governors until the time appointed by his father. Amen to God. Now, when you read down verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, 6, 7, you will find out that the context, okay, is justification by faith in Jesus. However, though the context is justification by faith in Christ, the content and this is what I'm saying. It's beyond the contest. You want me to give you one minute to think about it? Nobody, <laughs> you understand. The heir, as long as he's a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be the Lord of all, but he's under tutors and governors until the time appointed by his father is a general lesson. That Paul used in the context of justification to drive a point. Do you understand? Wait, you will understand. Even if you took a vow not to understand, it will work. <laughs> Look at it. Verse 1. He spake a parable to them to what? To this end, that men ought always to pray and not to what? Now, men ought always to pray and not to faint is a general application and implication. However, he brought the parable of what? Of that widow. So, the content is beyond the context of the narrative. Come on. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. It's not limited to the widow. In fact, the widow is not a man. Huh? Let's say the widow is a man. He's, then he will not be men. Come on. But you say, men, that generality, that everyone 
ought to pray and not to faint. However, you know the context is the, the persistence of the widow. Come on. Good. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Okay? Is that not general? I said that's general. Seek and ye shall find. That should be general, right? Knock and the door shall be what? Open unto you. Verse 8. Everyone that asketh, receive it. That's general, right? Everyone that asketh, receive it. Everyone that seeketh, what? Find it. And to everyone that knock, the door will be what? That's general, right? Now, he now brought it, narrowed the narrative to a context. Now, in verse what? Nine. Which of you? Look at verse nine. Okay? That's nine, sir. For which of you? Okay? Whom if the son shall ask what? Bread. He will give him what? A stone. Praise the Lord Jesus. Or if he asks for fish, he will give him what? Tapen. That verse 10. Verse 11. If ye may be evil, know how to give good gift to your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give good things to them that ask of him? Now, I have heard teaching. Okay, a theology that said, let us stay with the narrative. That is not talking about you can ask for a car. He's talking about food. Come on. That is only referred to what? To food, bread. So, 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 taking it out of his setting, alright? So, this theology now come to verse 7 and say, when he says, ask and it shall be given to you, he's talking about food. You see that? But we know that ask it shall be given unto you, seek and it shall find, knock, knock and the door shall be opened, is what is universal in application. However, that universality is now brought to this narrative. If it is universal, then it should fit any narrative. Come on, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So, he chose this narrative. So, a context, okay, might be a narrative, but the content of that context might be beyond the context. Do you understand? So, when he said the heir, as long as he's a child, differed nothing from what is servant, even though he be the Lord of all. It's general wisdom. Come on, talk to me. The guy is an heir, but he's a child. The word child is nephews, which is immature. But he is the heir. So there is no difference between him and the servant. The servant, in context, means the one that is not an heir. Come on, talk to me. Okay? The one that is not an heir. So it's no difference. Even though he be the Lord of all. Now, what is the wisdom of the Father? The Father puts him under tutors and governors. To what? To, to teach him and to govern him until the time appointed by the Father. So the time appointed is not in age, it's in maturity. Because the reason is not different from the servant or the one that does not have it is not in the age, but in what? In maturity. A maturity in this context is knowledge. Talk to me. He said the malice be what? Children. In understanding. Amen. So adulthood in spirituality is in understanding. Job said what you know I know. Therefore I'm not inferior to you. <laughs> Again. So you see that what? Adulthood is in what? Understanding. And not in age. You listening 
know what I'm saying? Now, let's, let's look at it again. So we see now the air. Now let me bring it here. You know, we are talking in the context of what? And look at it. So, you know we are air, right? Okay? They said that will be air of what? Salvation. Okay? Hebrews, talking about the ministry of angels. He said, are they not what? Ministry spur. Okay? Who are sent to minister for them? Who shall be heir of what? Salvation. Now, heir of salvation are also heirs of ministry. If salvation is a call to ministry. Huh? Second Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become. We know that salvation. Being in Christ. Alright? Now, verse 18, and all things are of God. Who had reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So, the man in Christ, okay, has been given the ministry of reconciliation. Come on, that verse 18, verse 19, which God was in Christ, reconciling the whole world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and not committed to us the word of word. You remember that in verse 18, he said he has given the ministry. In verse 19, he said he commits. Now, that's a stronger language. Come on. I said that's a stronger language. That means only the man in Christ can preach the gospel and it will work. It takes the man in Christ to bring another man to Christ. You see, that's where, where this, our brother, got this name, Christ Embassy. It takes deep revelation. We are actually Christ embassy. No man can come into Christ without a believer. It takes the man with the spirit within to impart that spirit to another man. So he said unto us the message. Somebody say message. Tell say message. So you find first of all ministry is given to the man in Christ. Now the message of reconciliation is given to the man in Christ. Are we following the sense? Now, that means in Christ we have received ministry, right? Unto us, the message of reconciliation is committed. That's powerful. You know what that means? At the end of the day, it is whatever we do on earth that will be what Christ's work will be on earth. Whatever we eventually do will be what can be done. Come on. Because unto us the ministry has been given and unto us the message has been committed. It only works by us. Come on. That's when he said, upon this rock I will build my church, you know. You know what the rock is? Okay. You are, you are, you are under a teacher, so I don't need to go. That's why I'm cutting a lot of this. Look at this. Then, then, then he now said, and I will give unto you. This is that, that's the church. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. So what will be the keys of the kingdom of heaven? Wait. We know he did not give them physical key, right? So he's now saying that the key of the kingdom of heaven I will give to the church. Because they are now in the kingdom of heaven. So whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Now the word key Means what? Access. Or what? To refuse access. Into the kingdom of heaven. 
So I give you the key to grant access into the kingdom, entry into the kingdom of heaven, or to prevent entry into the kingdom of heaven. You remember I spoke about the Pharisee. He said, you have the keys of knowledge, but you won't enter. And those that will enter, you will allow them to enter. So it is granting access or refusing what? Access of men because you have the key. So he said the believer has been given the key. Talking about authority. Pay attention. That's committed that we are talking about. As he gave you the key. Now if you have the key, no one else has the key. So if you do not open, no one can enter. So at the end of the day, it is those that we have opened to that we will find in. See, Jesus can't do it outside because he, the key is not with him. Wait, you will see. He gave us. So when he now said, by the virtue of the key, the contest of the use of the key, whatsoever you bind. So the word bind is a translational error. But there's no devil there. Are you this what I'm saying now? So it's talking about binding the devil or losing the devil. So binding will imply what? Shorting. So losing will imply what? Open, granting access. So he now said, so whatsoever will properly be translated as whosoever. Okay? You grant access into the kingdom of heaven. That is the person heaven knows is in the kingdom of heaven. Come on. Yeah. And whosoever you refuse, okay, is the person that won't enter. Any person that does not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Eh? Now, some people may refuse. There are two refusers. The refusal of the people, the refusal of the believer to open. How is that preaching? I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power unto salvation to everyone that believes. So the power of salvation is in the hand of the believer. That's huge. So you see how much God is depending on us. When it comes to saving men, he is helpless. Look at this. His power is yourself, sir. So everywhere you are, God counts on you. Okay? For men there to be saved. Come on. Eh? When you hear, it will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Okay? Now, it's not that the Spirit of God will be walking on the street of Delhi in India. And they will now see sinners. Amen. Maybe, maybe to attract the first Johnny man, Johnny man. Praise the Lord. No, you know, so people actually think that the spirit of God is walking in Surulere, and then you just see an unbeliever. Then he will say, "Hey, hey, I'm the spirit of God. I, I understand you are an unbeliever. I am converting you now. I'm converting you now." No, the spirit of God on the street of Surulere. Come and talk to me, implies believers on the street of Surulere. The street of God convicting the word is in the preacher of the believers. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, unto us it has been committed, the message. So, angels can participate in the ministry, but they cannot participate in the message. That's where the word committed becomes a stronger, has a stronger implication than the word given. Angels' participation in the ministry only ends in them bringing the unbeliever to the believer. 
Only the believer can preach that message for you to walk. Because angels don't have the spirit within. Angels don't have salvation. So they can't give it. So, so this is what you will find. An angel can assist an unbeliever for salvation. Okay? But not in the preaching. So the angel can meet an unbeliever and lead the unbeliever to a believer. And then the believer, because he has the key, because he has the power of God unto salvation, because what to him the message has been committed. Huh? Acts chapter 10. Cornelius. Even I'm saying, the angel appeared. He said, call for Peter. He will tell you what you are supposed to do. The angel couldn't tell him. Come on. Because it won't work. So when he got to Peter, Peter told him what he should do. Come on. Was, was the house of Cornelius saved? Why Peter was still what? The Holy Ghost what? That supernatural preaching that I was talking about, sir. Come on. It, 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 see, it was working while he was saying it. So why Peter yet speak? He didn't even get a chance for utter call. Uh-huh. So he was not just preaching the scripture, he was ministering also. The spirit. Are we following this? So we see angel leading an unbeliever to a believer because he has the key. Come on. Act chapter 8, we see the other one. We see angel leading a believer to what? An unbeliever, Philip. Show yourself to that chariot. The angel couldn't go to the chariot himself because he have the key. The message won't work in his mouth. Can I shock you? That Jesus does not have the key. Jesus' role in the salvation of men is his death, burial, and resurrection. The message of the sin, the key, he has now given to you. So Jesus today cannot preach to somebody for the person to be saved. <laughs> you need to, your chest needs to be strong for you to say what I just said now. You need to have big chest. <laughs> and I have said that with all my chest. Hear this. So, Jesus, because he gave you the key, if he has given you, then he has given you. That's why we are sent. Why will he send us if he can save minister to him? Because we are injuring him. If he can, the whole world would have been saved already. Oh yeah, the whole world. Save. <laughs> he very much wished he could, but he can't. That's why we are sent. So Jesus can appear to an unbeliever and lead him. Either to a pastor or to a church or to a crusade. But that unbeliever will be saved from the preaching of an of a believer. Or Jesus can appear to a believer and lead him to what? To an unbeliever. I was a Muslim. Jesus appeared to me. But you see, uh, 
September 9, Jesus appeared to me. 10, Jesus appeared to me. 11, Jesus Christ appeared to me. But that didn't get me saved. That helped me to be saved. Because September 12, I started looking for church to go to. So I heard the gospel in the church. Are you this what I'm saying? Encounter with Jesus does not save. Encounter with angels does not save. However, it can aid you to salvation. Hear this. Paul was not saved in his encounter with Jesus. Paul was saved when Ananias came. Go read the book. Are you listening to what I'm saying? To let you see the responsibility that is on us. That if we don't do it, it can't be done. See, there are people around you, if you don't give them the gospel, they may never be saved. Why do you think? You see, sometimes I wonder what preachers think. You know one thing that is lost today is mission. It's mission. That passion for soul. And that's church growth. Come on. Pastor, I'm trying to start a church. How do I go about it? I've seen as raptured. Because what he's looking for is to carry other people's member. You see somebody say, the Spirit of God has led me to to, uh, to Aja, to start a church. Then look at, look at their program. Then their first meeting in Aja eh, is seven hours of speaking in tongues. Except you want to steal other people's member. Because people that will speak seven hours in tongue are already disciples. <laughs> no, no missionary, no person who has just got into a place to start a church will do three hours of praying in tongue. Who, who will do that? And I see people go somewhere, even if they have a genuine call to go, they will not be calling their friends. They will not be calling their friends. They will now go somewhere and start a church. And then when they get there, they will now hold their first meeting. Then they will now start saying, just, just six weeks in Hajar. See, 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 see our meetings. People's member. Your friends. Eh? Your colleagues. In the ministry. It's what you are counting. You are not serious here. You, you should be beaten. If you go somewhere to start a church, think of believers meeting. Don't, don't do believers meeting with me that you are believers. And if you are there for the first time and you are believers, then you must have taken them from other churches. You started a church somewhere. The next is said 12 hours of praying in the Holy Ghost. Convert. You see, the, the understanding is lost. What will happen? They will become frustrated. Because they are counting people who are not there. You see, the frustration I've seen in many ministers eh, is that they are counting people that they should not count. Come on. You go somewhere to start the church. The plan of God is in us. How late can you find people today 
who have their own people. And that's why what we have today is migration. Emigration and immigration. Not conversion. Come on to me. That's why we see the heir. The Holy Ghost is upon him. He is an heir of the ministry. No matter the, the, the tent or whatever of the ministry, he has to be under. Well, a lot of people don't want to be under. Look at what they say. But he's under tutors and governors. What do you mean of under? Many don't like that word under. Can I cannot shock you? Don't forget that it's about maturity. Any level of ministry that we are doing, we still need tutors and governors. You see, tutors and governors is something we never outgrow. Is something we will never what? Outgrow. The man who is tutoring and governing others must also be tutored and governor. A governor. That's the problem with ministry. See, by the grace of God, I teach the word. For it is so I also will learn the word that there are other teachers. Think about it. I should have been the only teacher. If I that's why I'm not the only teacher. So that I too can learn the word. A teacher that is not listening to other teachers is in error. In fact, he won't fulfill his call. Uh, see, none of us can see more than all of us. No matter your level, you still need tutelage. Mentorship. Huh? Governance. There are things you don't see, I'm telling you. Because where you are going, there are people who have got to that end and they began another journey. But that's where you are going. The ministry. Because you see, this thing that God has called you to do, eh? you, you don't understand it fully yet. To claim you understand it is foolishness. How will you, how? How did you get to understand it? You are an apostle and so. What did you do to be an apostle? Think, think. think. I'm a prophet. Eh? What did you do to be a prophet? Nothing. The gift. So, if you did nothing, and it's a gift of grace, it is time to now learn about it. See, you can be a prophet, you don't even know who a prophet is. Because, because you did nothing to be it. It's a gift. It is, now, it, it is now time to sit down and now learn what this gift is. So you are going to learn it under tutors and governors. Come on. Then you now know what this, the office of a prophet, what, what does he have headship to? And heir means one who it has been given, who has the, the inheritance. Now, there are things that have been accrued to every office. I'm talking about grace. So many of us have not even seen, seen what, what grace God has given to us. Until you come under tutors and governors, your eyes begin to open. 
Then they start teaching you and then activating you, then imparting you. And these things are levels. You know what I'm saying now? What many people have seen is activation. It is what them, wait, it is what is in them that was just jotted. You know, have you seen all those? Oh, they will carry that. My mind. Yes. So people's gifts are just like that. And then a man of God put his hand there. And <laughs> don't doubt it. And more shocks than that, that thing that they are doing. I know what I'm saying. When hands are put on you, genuinely, you know, so people come for me to put hands on them. Eh? Eh? I didn't put hands on them, I put fingers on them. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. A pastor, big pastor from you, was in worry. And came to, okay, the church I said was our neighbor, okay? You know, the man is all over everywhere. So when you see on TV, you think everything is perfect until you go. You should ask me, not my neighbor. Let me go tell you it today. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he came all the way from Uyo for impartation from the man. You know, sons of the prophet. <laughs> so when he came around, he stayed for almost two weeks. He didn't see the man. He got tired. And there's an hotel beside our church, you know, Masal Hotel. So he lodged there. And one day, he just heard we're having middle Bible study. So, so he came. He told me that what he was hearing was like, ah, is, is he still the same Bible? So he came around. Big church in New York. Amen. And then he attended, and then all of that. At the end of the day, he came to see me. Told me what I just told you, how that he came there, blah, 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 blah. The later he was like, okay, since he came for impartation, he will just stay and learn. So he started coming. So he just increased his days of what I think for two weeks he stayed. So he will come and then we will discuss. Started, you know, showing him a lot of things about ministry and all of that. Elderly man, been in ministry for many years. Big church in New York. And then after I felt that I have taught him a lot, laid hands on him a couple of times, then I had one um um Midweek service, it was a miracle service. So I taught the word, and then I wanted to minister to the sick. So we had the sick, you know, come around. So I called him. I said, okay, now I want you to, um, no, before then, they, they called him that somebody died. One of his members died in his church at Uyo. So he came and told me, and we're having a meeting. All right? So, and then when he told me, before I got to the minister, I told him, I said, Stay here huh? and concentrate. Tell them to carry that dead body and put the person in the church. You, you be in church. Let the dead body be in church. Alright? So he was in church. So we finished uh, meeting. Praise the Lord Jesus. When we finished meeting and I was attending to people, all of a sudden he went outside. They called him. What did they tell you? The person that was dead that they put in his church had come back to life. Now, he was with me there. Now, so he got excited. He got excited and all of that. So the following, whatever, I now said he should come and minister. So we had terrible sick. You see people that are twisted, you know, and all of that. And then, and I said, just lay hands on them. Say, ah, no, 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 pastor, no, no. 
no, no, no. I say, ah, no, believe. Lay hands. They shall lay hands on the sick. Praise the Lord. I say, the question is, are they sick? If they are sick, that's all. Yo, forget, forget what you are saying. You can even ask, are you sick? Okay, you qualify. Forget, see, the anointing. Amen. You are the one, you are the one that knows, you are the one that knows cancer. You are the one that knows cancer and knows people. The anointing does not know cancer. That's all. You are the one giving its name. It doesn't know that this is cancer. It's a healing anointing. So the question is, is this person sick? The pastor is, is, is age. Who asks you? Who asks you that is sick? <laughs> Did you hear the Bible say, do not ask questions for conscience sick? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people's problem is question. Say, I'm bringing somebody for you to pray for. And they see the person's eyes are like this. And they say, and they say oh, let him come. Let him come. Let me come. God can do it. And I say, no, he's not seeing. He's blind. They say, eh? He's blind. He's blind like this. <laughs> what difference does he make? You just put hands in the name of Jesus upon what he said. And let him become responsible. <laughs> Amen. See, see, I get out of the way. It is a gift of God. I was not getting the way. Eh? Amen. My one is to lay hand and get out of the way. And if I'm faithful to lay hand, he should be faithful to get the person healed. I can't be more faithful than him. Eh? I have lay hand. They shall lay hand on the sick and they shall recover. And I've laid hand. Uh, uh, God, are you saying I am more faithful than you? <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So I said this and then, you know, just to lay foundation and then we pray and then we'll continue from there. So what was that? The man from you. So he said, no, no, pastor, I will just watch. I will just watch. I said, because of that which you have said, eh? you will not lay hands again. You will now use your shadow. He said, what? I said, it's shadow now, not laying of hands. <laughs> so, I had the people lined up. <laughs> I saw, yeah, whatever it is, I don't care. You know, you know, just lying. You are all sick, right? Lying. And they brought many that were sick, that at least the shadow of Peter, you get what I'm saying? That was even the people. How much more when you now minister the anointing that way? I said, just, but don't worry, just believe. Yeah? That when your shadow touch anybody, that's the person's healing. That's all. Abi, <laughs> so he stood, and then <laughs> I said, "Okay, just close your eyes and speaking in tongues." All right. <laughs> so he closed his eyes, and as he was going, they were collapsing on the floor. And then when they were on the, all of them were on the floor. Some of them were, were shaking. Some of them were vomiting. And he was like, "Wow, wow!" I said, "No, it's not wow, wow yet, too." <laughs> It's, it's not about them falling, but their problem falling. <laughs> so, so we need to have testimonies first. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you can have cripple, follow that anointing, and get up still cripple. <laughs> so it's not about just falling under anointing. And then we started hearing mighty testimony. He got so excited. Now look at this. He got so excited, called his family to come and see. Wow, I have seen mentor. I have seen this one. 
Amen. And then she went back to Uyo. After about one week, he now called me from Uyo. The pastor, tell me the truth. He said, he said, he pastor, open up to me. Tell me the truth. In fact, he started even talking to the Esther that he, that he was going to give me a car. That I should open up to him. <laughs> I, so I said, I said, what happened? He said, then when he got to his church, you know, he, he wanted to do shadow. He wanted to do. <laughs> he wanted to do other things. And he said, he said, even if I saw some things, but ah, the way there, I was so confident. So, so I looked at him and I said, and I said, man of God, ah, ah, you have to grow in this thing. Can I shock you? See, word of knowledge is word of knowledge. It's the same. Word of knowledge in him is the same in you, it's the same in her. But you see, the expression of that same word of knowledge is what will be different. Wait. When you see a particular manifestation of grace in a man, it is not just the grace. It's not just that gifting. A lot of things have come together, okay, to that particular gift to make it the way it is. Are you listening what I'm saying now? Let's talk about a soup. Let's say a goosey soup. You know a goosey soup? What is the principal thing in a goosey soup? A goosey. But can you, can, you, can you take a goosey as a goosey soup? So, a goosey soup, even though it's called a goosey soup, is not a goosey soup. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things have come together to make it what? That is one. Now, have you eaten one a goosey soup somewhere and you say, ah, from today I will not be eating a goosey soup again. <laughs> And then you eat this, a goosey soup in another place. I say, ah, from today it's a goosey soup. I want to be eating. So, even though it's the same a goosey, but you see, the handling, the experience, eh, the know-how. So, people know the timing that the goosey must boil. Eh? Why, why do you sit on and you are watching Telemundo? You know, some people have scientific hookup. They know the amount of heat. So people say, no, when you put it, don't cover it. Why so people will cover it? Now there's a reason the person don't cover it. So the person does not cover it because of something he has discovered. Oh, she has discovered. Eventually, when both of them, I say, a goosey soup, a goosey soup. You know that they are goosey soups, but they are goosey soup. <laughs> the same way, the gift of healing is the gift of healing. He said, the gift of healing in this person is not, it's not different. From the gift of healing in this person. However, the difference are the different things, okay, that pushes that same healing. So many times, ministers have had experience. I have experience, for example. Talk to me. Hallelujah to God. One of my neighbor died, dead of the night. And then she came, that's the wife. Came so that we can just carry 
her, I mean, his body, you know, to the hospital or whatever, whatever. And then she was staying upstairs. So when we got upstairs, I didn't actually know that the man was dead. So I just, my wife said I can go. And it was around after 12 or something. Dead in the night. So I got upstairs, took khakis. When we got there, the man was dead. He said, Pastor, I just want us to take him to the hospital. Ah. <laughs> I was thinking, how, how I will carry a dead man inside my vehicle in the dead of the night? First of all, no hospital will receive this man. The woman was like, Neither. so I looked at the woman with about four children, you know, and all of that. She was all broke. And I said, okay. We tried to lift the man. <laughs> to leave the man alone was a problem. Let alone carry the man down the stairs and put him in the vehicle. So I said, I didn't know what to do. I was confused. And why we're just looking, the woman was broken. I was just looking like that. I heard the voice of the Lord so clearly. Like you are hearing me. It was clear. It was horrible. Like, like you are hearing me now. He said, Pray in the name of Jesus. Wait. I had even forgotten that I was even a Christian. <laughs> Immediately he said, pray in the name of Jesus. Ah, people want shiminiye. <laughs> like, like, ah, so you didn't know you are supposed to pray in the name of Jesus. I felt so stupid. Praise the Lord. Felt so stupid. Amen. So I said, who? And prior to this time that I'm telling you, praise the Lord Jesus, I had seen like maybe 13 or 14 dead bodies raised prior to that time. Yet I forgot. But immediately he said that, oh, I knew that even him cannot stop this man from coming back. So I just went down, put my hands on the man, and I said, Death in the name of Jesus, I adjure you to live. Life. In Jesus Christ's name, come back to this body. When I said that, amen, the man was still dead. But you see, experience. I just laughed. <laughs> because I have had experiences. So I just went down. I was in an hospital where somebody died. I think I was doing IT in the hospital. Somebody died. Alright? And they wrote the to, uh, push, wheel the person into the emergency, whatever. They, they just covered this person with this nylon, you know, like light green nylon. Dead. And I was in the laboratory. And while I was in that laboratory, I felt a wave going down from my head to my toe, that way. So I left the lab woman, went straight there, removed the nylon. And then I went to the head of the corpse. As I was going like that, the girl's head was rising. Now, now, Immediately I told, I said, that I had told it to go live and he was still dead. I just went down like that. And I just, in the name of Jesus. <sighs> as I did, as my breath got to the man's feet, he just raised his head that way and sat. And opened his eyes. As if he woke up from a bad dream. He just, he just, boom, boom. Like that. And then slumped back again. And then when he slumped back, he now opened his eyes. We carried him and put him there. He's still alive today. Now, now, a lot of things. I brought a lot of things together today. 
That's what they will say. Hey, you don't see the dead. He's dead. No. There are many things. That's why you are an heir of a ministry. You are called to achieve a ministry. You are called to fulfill a ministry. Hallelujah to God. But you don't know everything about that ministry. If you really want to be effective in that ministry, you have to submit. You must be under. You must submit to tutors. You must submit to governors. Until the time. Until the time. What is that time? It's not circumstantial. The time is immaturity. When you know. Hallelujah. Huh? First of all, who you are not. You see, a lot of people that are mentored, the first thing I mentor them is to, is to mentor them to know who they are not. Because the pressure in this society today, especially my generation, is the pressure for you to admit that you are who you are not. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That's why people are losing identity. So people have left what they are supposed to do. They are doing something else. Can I shock you? A lot of people are doing great work, but not the right work. So people are doing so well what they shouldn't have started at all. That's why it is difficult to say a ministry is successful. How do you know? What's your yardstick? Are you with the market scheme? How do you know what God told that person to do? You cannot look at a ministry or a minister and say he's successful. You cannot. That's why you cannot look at a minister or a minister and say he's a failure. You cannot. Of, on which yardstick did you say he's a failure? We are not all going to be popular. We are not all going to have mega churches. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Mega churches is not of the devil. I just what I'm saying now. But we are not all called to have mega churches. Come on, talk to me. We are not all called to be popular. This thing is grace. When people do not have ability to be popular beyond their street. The day, they, they, the day their popularity gets to the other street, they will die. Because they don't have the ability. It's grace. Sir. It's not copy, copy. It's not. Five, two, one. You get why? According to their ability. He wasn't expecting three from the one he gave two. He does not have ability to do two and a half. Wait. The one that was giving five never encouraged the one that was giving two. You can do more. That's what is killing people. Tutors will tell you who you are not. First, who are you that will give message to those who have sent us? Are you the Christ? Say no. It is not enough to know who you are or to know your office. You must know the office that is not your own. If you only know your office and don't know which one is not your office, if you know who you are and don't know who you are not, the day you will get to who you are not, you will not know. I can even shock you that a lot of us are currently who we are not. A lot of us are doing currently what we should not do. A lot of us are called overseer where we should be under. Check, check new churches today. They were disciplined. 
And then he said, I went to start my own. And it is because we are quick to make people leaders. No, he is put under. Under. Huh? I was sharing with him, I don't know if it was a repeat Alabi, and I was sharing with him on this last Sunday. The word leadership is not in the Bible. What you find in the Bible is servant. But we have a leadership conference today. And no servant conference. That's why we keep people people to leadership. And the moment they take microphone, the man has labored, gave them platform. He didn't know how the platform came to be. Do you know this, this pastor story? But you see, he has given somebody platform. They just find the platform. All of a sudden, they are addressing people. Do you know what happened? The next time, they will start feeling like, I can't do what he's doing. Why? Under. is under. Kupu. The Greek. Subjection. God has blessed you. Lift your hands towards heaven. Stand to your feet, talk in other tongues. Bakate lege de mosuta. Kabarada kashata. Keporoto kosika. Endakoporoto gosia. Somebody lift your hands, talk in other tongues. Chandala bahaya. Eli kepotoya. Rasataka patara. Le in Jesus' name, three prayers. Lift your hands. See, if I find you not praying, I will personally come there and drive you out. That's why you came. See, we must bring it out of you. Because the body of Christ needs you. It's a body ministry. No man can do it all. My work needs his work. His work needs my work. That's why now I am in his work. Because he needs me, I need him. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's a body ministry. What everybody is doing needs what everybody is doing. Because at the end of the day, it must be put together to determine the work of Christ that is done. So I must be concerned about your accuracy. Just as you must be concerned about mine. He's under tutors and governors. He must learn about his inheritance. He must learn about the spirit within. The implication, the application of the same. He must learn about the message. How that it is committed to him. He must learn about the ministry. How that it is of nothing else than reconciliation. You must learn. Lift your hands. We are going to pray. Father, open my eyes to see all that I must see. Huh? Huh? Lift your hands. Say in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, open my eyes that I may see all that I must see concerning your plan, your purpose. For my life, let's begin to pray in the name of Jesus. 
You have just listened to a message by Rev. Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.